And you don't know the fellow's names. Well, I should. Well, then who's on first? Yes. I mean the fellow's name. Who? The guy on first. Who? The first baseman. Who? The guy playing... Who is on first? Abbott and Costello. You're listening to Writing Roots, brought to you by Aspen House Publishing. Welcome to Writing Roots. I'm Lee Hull. And I'm Lee S's. This introduction quote that we have is probably one of my favorites because it so perfectly encapsulates the emotion that we are talking about today. And that is confusion. It is going to be in your story whether you like it or not. I would say it's definitely wise to avoid confusion, especially if you're a debut author, you're figuring out those first couple of things. Having a confused character is very difficult to write well. But if you can pull it off, it's fantastic and a lot of fun. And the reason it's difficult is because you need to have that character that is confused, but you don't want your reader to feel that way. It is okay for the reader to be confused a couple of times in some niche situations, usually murder mysteries or portal fantasies, or I'm going to add fantasies in general when you're first starting the book because you don't want to info dump the world on them. But there is that understanding that they need to trust that you are going to reveal the information in due time. There is going to be a moment to resolve the confusion that you have. But for the most part, having that reader be confused is not going to be a positive. Have a character confused? Sure. Especially in the short term or if they're dumped into a fantasy realm and don't have a clue what's happening. That's totally fine. Do not have the reader be confused. They can not know everything. Please have the reader not know everything. But be confused about misinformation and what's happening and what's not, what's real, what's not, can be a very difficult thing for a reader to accept and chew through because they don't like the feeling. So let's get into how to have a confused character. And throughout, we'll talk about how to do that without making your reader confused at the same time. So the synonyms for confusion, if it is a moving kind of confusion where they're working on something, they're working through something, it can be something like bewilderment or puzzlement. They can also just muddle through so they're confused. They don't really know what they're doing, but they're doing it anyway. And it can also present as more frustration and edge towards anger rather than confusion. The other way to portray confusion within your character is to have them go entirely still. This is something that I do as a human being. When I get confused, I will freeze. Some of those words would be something like uncertainty, indecision, ignorance, doubt, even being stupefied by something. These are all words that will stop your character in their tracks because they're confused. And I think one word that can cross the line between these two is disorientation. Some people, if they are disoriented, they stop and they reevaluate and they work it out. Some people, if they're disoriented, they just keep going and hope for the best. Some of the antonyms, which you will use to show another character who does know what's going on, to highlight the character who doesn't know what's going on, these antonyms would be words like confidence or surety, certainty in whatever's happening. You might want to refer to our smug episode. They have a lot of good synonyms for the opposite of the confusion. 
So the root of confusion, it is that lack of understanding. It could be they don't understand where they are. They don't understand what is happening. They don't understand who someone is. But it is that lack of understanding that is always the basis for confusion. How they react to that confusion is going to be in any number of ways decided by you, the author. If one character loves feeling like they're exploring constantly, then they might react to confusion with giddiness. Someone else might be more inclined to react to confusion with anger. The root of that one is usually based in insecurities. They don't like feeling confused because then they feel off balance and not quite up to the level that everybody else is. They probably believe that everyone else is thinking that they're stupid. So they get angry, they get frustrated about it because they don't understand one thing. Setting up the precursor to that character's confusion is going to be key in communicating to your reader that they aren't supposed to be confused. It's the character that's confused. The trigger of the confusion should be relatively short term. It shouldn't be this thing that we found out of a long time ago suddenly causing confusion because the reader might have forgotten about that thing that happened a long time ago. And then they're going to feel uncomfortable and confused instead of making fun of this character. If we saw Abbott shake hands with the first baseman, who, and then he walks off and then Costello comes in and go, who's on first, then we as the audience know what's happening on both sides of this equation. We understand where the confusion is. We get to laugh at it instead of be just as confused as Costello. Confusion is a very useful tool in your story when used correctly. You just need to make sure that it has a purpose, that it has a reason, and then a reason to present as it does. Because like we've mentioned a couple of times, it will present in different ways. You'll have that character get angry because they have pride or insecurity issues. Or if they're smarter or perhaps shy, they might just go quiet. They're going to wait for the issue to resolve itself and try not to look like a moron between now and then. It's another root in insecurity issues. They just don't want to be seen as not smarter than everybody else, so they just don't say anything. They could also get annoyed, which is somewhere in between the quiet and the anger. This is usually seen in immature characters who blame other people for their feelings, so they'll get annoyed at someone else and blame them for not explaining something well enough, or they'll find a target of their annoyance. Each of these is an indicator of that lie that your character believes about themselves. Whatever your flaws are in said character, knowing what that flaw is helps you determine how does my character react to being confused. Anger if there are pride issues, quietness if they're shy and maybe don't want to draw attention to themselves in any way, annoyance if they're always blaming someone else, how characters are reacting to the confusion is an indicator of a lot of that internal confusion that's happening and how they present it is an emotional response. So aside from the emotions that are outwardly expressed, the other ways to show confusion in your story, especially if it is seen in the not the point of view character, they're going to do the puppy dog tilt of their head. Their brow might furrow a little bit where they're starting to really focus. I know that's kind of how I show confusion, is my forehead will squish a little bit. They could shrug, like, 
oh, I don't know. And then just move along with our lives and hope for the best. That's a me thing. A lot of them will pause to try to understand where they went wrong in their own mentality, why this information isn't lining up with the information that they had going on in their head. Those are things like being taken aback or they're like stopping and looking at it and trying to figure it out. They might even just completely be distracted from whatever is happening because that doesn't make sense. This can happen within a conversation as well. If something comes up in a conversation, they get confused. Maybe they realize they forgot something. They're going to totally miss the next several sentences in a conversation because their head got stuck on, why am I confused right now? Or they could have some kind of personal tick specific to them, like they'll scratch their beard or rub the back of their head or bite their lip or something like that. And that's something that we should see repeated throughout the story whenever they have questions about something. Of course, if your scene is less physical and more dialogue heavy, then there are ways to show confusion within dialogue without confusing your reader as well. There is that repetition. Sometimes they will ask repeating questions or they will repeat back to try to maybe get a little bit of clarity. They'll also use a lot of filler words like, uh, well, maybe these kinds of words. This is the one time that we usually say it's okay to include ellipses. Because there's a lot of unspoken pauses in the dialogue that stand for something. The character just isn't thinking straight enough to actually assemble the words together. And along that same line, you're going to get incomplete sentences because they are still trying to put their thoughts together. They're still trying to figure out what is happening. So they're not going to completely be able to characterize what they're thinking in words. The final way we want to talk about showing confusion in your story is if the reader is unclear on something, especially in those murder mysteries or those portal fantasies, have a character who is also confused. This gives you, the author, the opportunity to address the reader and go, this is how it works. Here, let me answer your questions because this character doesn't know either. For more hints and tricks to figure out how to do that, you can look up the Greek chorus. In traditional storytelling, you'll have a character or characters who serve that kind of purpose to answer questions that the audience may have. Overall, confusion is a very useful tool because it can be deployed in so many different ways. It can be deployed as that comedy or as something more serious and concerning. It's just a matter of how you want to characterize it and use it within your story. And this is when you get a super honest reaction from your character. Whatever the character's reaction is to being confused will tell the reader so much about the character. So when you're writing this kind of character, we want the reader as little confused as possible. But your characters have fun. They are so fun to toy with and especially show who they truly are through every emotion that we've covered this month. Hopefully the formula that we have used in these episodes will help you know how to break down those four core emotions into something more applicable, into something very specific for your characters so that you can show and tell your story in the best way possible to connect with your readers. And that all starts when you write selfishly. If you have a question or comment for our hosts or a topic you'd like us to cover, send us an email at writingroots at aspenhousepublishing.com or find us on Facebook by searching for Aspen House Publishing.